This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games blessing at Oye junior what's up greg not much what's up with you are you having a good time and i'm just chilling you know having a laid back morning not up to much yeah not much going on i think the biggest news of the day right is that you ate a sour plum yeah yeah it was really sour i don't know what what it is what it was about it but yeah i took a bite into it and i don't think i've ever had a plum that sour yeah that's unfortunate yeah it was very rough i don't know what else we'll talk about today but at least we got that out of the way uh (laughs) next to him the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globe trotting, head shotting, nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. I'll tell you what, Greg, nothing better right now than making a thumbnail for the reactions that we just did. And just look it up Halo imagery, right? Like I got the best <laughs> job in the world right now. I got the best job in the world. Uh, underneath me, Forbes, 30, under 30, a.k.a the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. Also, I do want to bring up, I mentioned it before we were live on the stream, and then Kevin didn't even really listen to me, but then you got up and he mentioned it again. Great job with the the shaved sides of your hair. Oh, no, no, no. No? (laughs) Gia fucked it up royally. What did she do to it? I'm so happy I have help. Oh, there is a big big gap there. Yeah, Tim, I'm going to be honest. It, It doesn't look great. It looks, like you tried to, it looks like you tried to do a purposeful slit in it. From yep. a distance, nope. it looks dynamite, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Distance. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Fashion over function at this point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, rounding out our fearsome five, he is the host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, our new Xbox podcast you can get each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and podcast services around the globe. It's Snowbike Mike. Aim. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing today? Thanks for having me on. Phenomenal. I'm feeling pretty good, Snowbike Mike, or yeah. as I should call you, your given name, Snow Bicycle Michael. Uh, of course, today, ladies and gentlemen, was uh, a date that won't live in infamy. It'll live in glory of, hey, guess what? It's time to talk about Xbox games for the Xbox Series X. Of course, Xbox had their huge showcase. Uh, kind of funny games daily today, acting a bit differently as the post show to our live reacts. You can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Watch our live reactions to the conference. We started at eight, started early, did all the pre-show stuff, did uh, uh, the whole show itself. Uh, by my count here on the games daily doc, I saw 28 games uh, throughout the pre-show and the show. Uh, I am including two montages in there, though, so I'm not breaking out the games from that. But I digress. Right now, let me get you through some housekeeping. Uh, remember, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, maybe you should tune in more often. Maybe you're one of the many, many thousands of people watching the show live right now on twitch.tv slash Games that aren't here. Uh, you can, of course, watch live. You can, of course, go to patreon.com slash Games where you can be part of the show. And I need you to do that today. Ask your questions in about the Xbox stuff. Get me someone asked to be squatted up on Xbox so they can be the squad up request. 
but you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can ask questions about the day's news you can give us your squad up requests you can get the show ad free you can watch it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday but if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can go to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games uh you can watch live as we record the show and you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe i can't hit the table anymore jen yelled at me when i switched to this new desk over the weekend i pounded the table a lot during interview i got in trouble Uh, housekeeping for you i'm sorry what was that Happy wife, happy life. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know. That's why I look at you. That's why you keep my game award so happy on that bed back there. <laughs> You're not even looking oh, right man. there. On that this small purple bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, uh, today is a big Xbox day and it only gets bigger. You can go watch, uh, like I said, uh, the reactions live. You're watching the post shows now. Remember that today, for the first time ever, I start Halo Combat Evolve on twitch.tv slash games. I'll be playing with Tim. Andy will be there hosting and I'm getting into it. Time to get Woo! into it. You know what I mean? I looked at my achievements. I played Halo, uh, what was it, 3, 4, and 5. And then I don't have Reach or ODST achievements, but I know I've played and one the, of those. And by played, you didn't beat. You just dabbled no, in. No, 5 I did. Um, I think you 4. Beat 5? I did, yeah. yeah. I mean, go look at the achievements. They're public. Game over, Greg. I don't know. They all run together. But there's definitely one where I didn't play all the way through, and then one where I did beat it, and one where the other thing went on. Halo, of course, just whatever. It's just shooting shit. So we'll see if Combat Evolve turns me around on it today. Um, and then remember, Xbox uh, cast, uh, the X-Cast, kind of funny X-Cast, uh, Saturday, brand new episode. You can still get your questions in on that one, patreon.com slash games. You can listen to the one and only Snowbike Mike, Gary Witta, and Alana break down this conference and give their thoughts on it. Uh, remember too, our Ghost of Tsushima spoiler cast is up right now on uh, youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe as a kind of funny games cast. It's there for when you beat the game, so there is no hurry. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Klarna, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. All right, so let's just start it off. It happened, everybody. The Xbox showcase happened. Snowbike Mike, what is your post-game feeling? Let's break it down in two ways here, Greg. As a gamer, Snowbike Mike, the gamer. Absolutely loved it. Adored it. What a great way to wake up on a Thursday. Excited to see new games. Excited to think about the next generation. Second part, as an Xbox fan and an Xbox critic here, looking for the future, looking to grow with this team, there are some things missing, but I had a good time all all around. Definitely some things to talk about. Timothy, what's your elevator recap? What did you think? I, I honestly think that this was an extremely important showcase, and I think that they did a very great job at defining what Xbox is and will be going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily what I am looking for, and it's not you know the PlayStation first-party competitor, and I think that that's very okay. I think that uh, – and, and by okay, I mean it's a good thing. I think that we are now at a place where Nintendo, Sony, and PlayStation – or sorry, Sony and Microsoft all playing very different games. And that's going to make the video game landscape an amazing place. And I think the industry can now be so many different things. And I think evidence of what I'm talking about is Xbox from now on is going to be all about Game Pass. It's going to be all about 
uh, the a bunch value. of different different. It's about value. It's about different type of experiences. It's about accessibility. And there's going to be a couple ten pole moments here and there. We saw it with Halo. We saw it with Fable. Something I thought was very interesting is obviously Halo Infinite um, has had that title for a while, and and that kind of stands as a title that could be a platform for years to come. We saw the title Fable. We saw the title uh, just Forza Motorsport. Like. I think that we're we're trying to we're starting to get some signs that they're going to look at Game Pass as this thing that they can just grow on um, in in the years to come, and that's that's exciting for for that type of game. But uh, you know, this does show me that I'm not necessarily going to be getting um, giant franchises that I, I can like look forward to at every press conference we get from Microsoft for the next couple of years at, at E3s or whatnot, and that's fine. It's I think this is a commitment to a vision, and I'd rather them go forward with that. Because I feel like I can finally stop comparing them constantly to the other guys because they're doing their own thing. Andy, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I do, Greg. I'm also just I'm still looking for imagery. So sorry, I was I'm <laughs> I'm zoning out because I <laughs> so no, see, no, the, no, Steam, the Steam Wishlist page has a lot of, has a lot of good uh, imagery for Halo. So I got really excited about it. Here's but the point: just take your hands I, off the controls and tell me what you thought of the event. Uh, hands in the air where I can see them, Andy. Hands in the air. Thank fuck, you. Fuck, fuck. Okay. So um, overall, I I definitely agree with Tim. Where I think we saw stronger first party offering, first party offerings with Sony, um, and I think that they just I feel like they offered um, better quality looking uh, smaller titles, right? I, I think Everwild is sort of the was sort of the wild card, the ever wild card, if you will. Yeah. Uh, well, something that I really, that was one uh, uh, showing that I really enjoyed. Even though we don't really know what the gameplay is, I'm still definitely interested in it. Um, but I still think this is awesome. Like, I think ending with Fable is, is I would have loved to have seen more than just a little a little cheeky kind of cutscene or whatever. But I think just starting off with Halo was so damn strong. And obviously, yes, Game Pass is all about value. Let's... Let's have all this stuff available on Game Pass. And I think it's, yeah, I I don't think it was the best conference ever, but I still enjoy the hell out of it. I think it's much better than a lot of past Microsoft conferences. Blessing. Eddie Oye Jr., what did you think? I wasn't blown away by it. I feel like for what this was, I feel like it wasn't enough of a statement. Like as somebody for me, I'm I'm not really super invested in the Xbox ecosystem. Like I'm not uh, really hardcore into the the Xbox, I guess, first party library. And so all all the announcements here they made, I thought were ranged from interesting to cool to like really exciting. Like Halo Infinite looks really awesome. Halo Infinite kind of blew me away. Uh, Fable was really cool for people who love Fable. Tetris Effect Connected, you know, looked really cool. But I feel like we're at the point now where we're still we're still having the conversation of what are generations and where does where does Xbox kind of stand as far as like okay is this next generation going to be a new generation or like how like what what is the conversation as far as treating all of these consoles like a part like a like a ecosystem or like uh like equal and so I feel like especially when I take this and compare this to the PlayStation 5 event which I know I probably shouldn't do because they're these are very different strategies but you know when you when when they come out and they talk about games like Grounded or talk about the Outer Worlds DLC or talk about uh, uh, you know certain different games that like aren't necessarily exciting next gen titles. I feel like that kind of gets in the way of the marketing of like oh yeah look at this next system look at the Xbox sure. Series X this is why you need to get this console. Uh, and again you know that kind of plays into their strategy of not necessarily say, Tim, being all about the next box. But Tim, this is what you're speaking to, right? The fact that. 
Xbox is moving towards the Xbox as a service. Phil Spencer comes out of the top, right? And is very much like, hey, you're going to see all these different games today. Um, Big Philly Silent, right? You're going to see nine of 15 of our studios. You're going to see five new first party games. Uh, If you have Game Pass, these are all on Game Pass and they will play best on Xbox Series X. This wasn't so much a we're here to do an Xbox Series X event as much as we're here to show you Xbox games. And that's the strategy difference you're talking about, Tim? Uh, kind of. It, it's that, but more so, like, I don't think that that matters. I don't think we're ever going to get an Xbox Series X focused thing. It, it is from here on out, it's going to be just about the games that they're they're having. They don't really care where you're playing them. To me, it's more, we've, we've looked at this last generation of Xbox One versus PS4, and for years now, we've talked about how Xbox is sitting this out. They're laying the groundwork. There's the foundation being made. At some point, we're going to get this blowout event where they're firing on all cylinders. We're going to get these big announcements of this is how they're going to counter Sony. And that was the statement that we were kind of looking for. And I don't want to speak for anyone else. I know for me, that's what I was hoping was going to happen. Um, They made a statement at this and the statement wasn't that. And I think that that is very okay. Like that's just, I need my expectations for what Xbox is going to do going forward. I think, Finally, I can concretely understand is not going to be what it used to be, where it's PlayStation and Microsoft going head to head at their E3 shows. That Xbox has a different focus; they're going after a different audience. They're making a different type of game, and that's that's awesome. Like them acquiring all these studios, and especially with Game Pass and all that. Like, there's a lot of stuff here that looks really cool, uh, but there wasn't anything that, with the exception of Halo, and even with Halo. Halo looks awesome. Super, super awesome. Totally. Uh, very excited about that. That is definitely a game that is probably top of my list at this point for this year games I want to play. Um, but I look at the rest of the stuff and I'm just like, all right, cool. This there, None of this is speaking to me on, on the levels of even a Ratchet and Clank from, from PlayStation. And again, yeah. that's fine. And that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, I feel like with all the announcements they made here, there was so much where I was like, all right, cool. Like, that's for somebody, I guess. Like, Crossfire X single player seems cool for somebody. I mean, it's being done by Remedy, you know, which is really exciting. But, you know, you look at that, you look at Fantasy Star Online, and again, that's that's something that's for somebody. And I think they, they, they very much did the thing here of, like, okay, all our different announcements are probably going to be for somebody. Like, somebody is going to look at, uh, and I can't remember the name of the, uh, the gunk is actually one of the things. Somebody's going to look at the gunk and be like, oh, shit. Gunk. That's my type of game, right? But, like, you know, that's not going to be for everybody. Whereas, coming off of the PlayStation event, and I know, like it's, it's, I, I, I'm trying not to compare them at every single, single step, but it's the most recent thing that's happened. And so, like coming off that PlayStation event, like pretty much all those games, like ninety percent of those games, I found excitement in. Like, there's so much there where I was like, oh shoot, I didn't know about that. That seems cool. Or oh shoot, Ratchet and Clank is back. Or oh shoot, like we're seeing the next game from Housemark. But here, it was like a lot of clarification on stuff that we've had before. It was them giving us the date on Tell Me Why. It was them giving us clarification on Destiny 2 and what we can look forward to from that. It was them telling us the Hellblade 2 still exists. And I feel like a lot of it was stuff that didn't really excite me. And so I'm coming out of this event being like, all right, it was it was a cool event, but not necessarily what I think it needed to be to really uh, blow me away. Namrex in the chat. Namrex in the chat says, I'd honestly much rather see games that make me want to spend $60 than games that I'll just play on Game Pass. And I think that that is Mm. a uh, ideology going into this. And I think, Bless, it's kind of touching on what you're getting at, which is Mm -hmm. this had a lot of games that, oh, everything here is for somebody. But with the exception of, I think, Halo, 
there wasn't anything that is for everyone. And obviously everyone is not literal. It's more like a, you know, you look at the place. Here's the mainstream was, game. Exactly. Here's the game that There's to the multiple games audience. that like, if you are a gamer, it's kind of or even uh, like assumption even, that you're going to play it. Even the, the new stuff though, like I compare like Jet the Far Shore and uh, uh, the House Mark game, which name I can't, I can't remember. I remember right now, oh, or like, you're thinking of. uh, and, and I mean, Bugs Next include that in there, including Solar Ash. Like, I feel like so many of us, and maybe this is me speaking from the PlayStation side, but so many of us came out of that being like, "Oh shoot, man, I can get into Solar Ash. Oh man, I can get into Jet the Far Shore. Oh man, Kena the, the Bridge, the Returnal. Yes, thank you. Uh, you know, Kena looks really cool. But here again, like to the point that Solar there was, Ash, there not, a, a, bunch not of, a uh, not an exclusive, by the way, not an exclusive, but still yeah. like you know an exciting announcement, right? But like here. Tell me why is a game that I'm very much looking forward to, right? Because I'm a don't nod fan. I know there's like quite a few of us that are don't nod fans. Uh, I'm sure like some people out there are lo- very much looking forward to Grounded, right? I'm looking forward to Hellblade too. Um, but yeah, even with the new announcements compared, like I feel like there was something missing here, and I don't know exactly what it is. I think it was one more surprise, honestly. I think it was one more thing uh, for me that uh, that surprise was avowed. I didn't expect to, you know, get a hint at what the new Obsidian brand new big rpg that's going to try to take on whatever bethesda is doing with skyrim is i didn't expect to see anything like that for me that was a pretty big shock and uh that was kind of the one extra thing that i needed for this conference to be worth it you know with everything else i feel like everything else was fairly expected we saw stuff uh, again the it was more of the unknowns that i was looking forward to what are the unknowns here what are the things we don't or haven't heard about will there be any surprises and for me, Avowed was enough for me to say, all right, this conference um, definitely exceeded my expectations. Yeah, Avowed was something special for sure. Real quick before we drift too far off, Solar Ash is a PlayStation console exclusive. It's coming to PC, but I don't think it's coming to Xbox, Andy. I thought it was coming to Switch. I could have sworn the first time we saw it was at Ace. was during an... Maybe not. Maybe I'm... No, the first time we saw it was at the PlayStation thing. Yeah. And I and I have it from my PlayStation notes from that event as one of the bolded that is a PlayStation Five con- or a PlayStation console exclusive. Really? Wow! I digress. I'm tossing yeah. up there. Kind of funny.com/slash. You're wrong if you really want to get us on the button. Uh, Snowbike Mike, you said as a gamer you enjoyed yourself, had a great time. As an yep. Xbox critic, as the host of the Kind of Funny X Cast, you had criticisms of it. Is everything that you know we've been saying here ring true with you? Obviously, you're in a different camp. You know, Blessing and me are more in the PlayStation camp. Uh, so, I, you know, him saying like there was nothing. I, this does this convince you to cross party lines, kind of thing. Like I look at it, you know, and I'm I'm echoing everything everybody said so far. Uh, I think it was a strong showing. I thought Halo looked great. Give me fucking Fable. I'm super stoked that the pre-show introduced me to the Big Con, just <laughs> a fucking adventure game in the '90s, trying to save your family's video store. I'm all about it. Like there are things in here that I totally dug. There are statements in here I totally dug. I love the fact that Game Pass continues to be the best uh, fucking value in gaming. I love that I saw a State of Decay 3 teaser. You know, what does that actually look like? When do I see something from Undead Labs? I don't know. But yeah, I'm not leaving this like super jazz, super juiced for it. Like, is that just us as the more PlayStation people, Mike? Or are you feeling that too? You know, I think it goes both ways there, Greg. I think the big emphasis that we all should talk about is, is this conference had every game under the sun that you either like, you love, or you didn't like, right? But the best part about it is you should never worry because a lot of those games, if not almost all of them, are coming to Game Pass. And the best part about Mm -hmm. the Xbox Mm -hmm. ecosystem is this Game Pass and that reassurance of like, hey, you might not be sold on this game yet, but you can give it a try on Game Pass and you might fall in love with it. Or 
hey, I loved that game and I'm going to jump all over it thanks to Game Pass, as opposed to when we watched that Sony conference, right? In the back of my mind, there was those games on the fence where I was worried of, am I really going to spend the money for X, Y, and Z? So I think there's good and bad and definitely understandable coming from both sides and meeting in the middle, right? As gamers, I think we all can agree this was a great spotlight to celebrate all those incredible developers, all of those teams that oh, worked so hard on some awesome games. And on the opposite side, right, we hyped this up. I mean, I we tried really hard after that first third-party event to be like, hey, let's temper expectations from now on. But everybody out the gate came in saying, this is the biggest conference for Xbox in their entire life. If they don't hit this, they'll miss the mark forever, and it will be totally over for them. I don't believe that's true. I think we had a good conference. I think we had a fun conference. But there were some spots that were missing for me personally as an Xbox fan that said, hey, what happened there? But I think the reinsurance of like, hey, we didn't show you all 15 studios. We know that people are working. Mm -hmm. There's more to come here soon. And that's what you definitely want to hear. Yeah, but with that, it's like we didn't hear from all of PlayStation Studios either. You know, and it's like that's the thing is like, I do think that this was the like we hyped it up as the biggest uh, event in Xbox history. And I, I very much think it was. And again, I just think that it xbox is now defined like i think if anything this did a good job especially with when you watch just the last three minutes of this conference like there was a, a montage that really just summed up everything and you see all the different games with the the text on the screen of like with the numbers of how many studios they have and how many games are coming to game pass and all that stuff it's like that's what xbox is and if you if you vibe with that they're going to continue doing that i love that they said that they're that we're getting more come later this year like we're, we're going to get more of this like I, I think that everybody needs to understand don't don't expect anything more than the type of stuff that we saw today and if you're super vibing with that that's a great thing like you're going to get a lot more of that on uh game pass whether you have an xbox one x or if you're buying the series x later I don't. I I see. I feel like I'm still in the place though right now with Xbox of what am I looking forward to in 2021, right? Like, because Hellblade seems like it's not coming through next year, and if that's not the case, like, what's the big first party game or what's the big ex exclusive that I can look forward to? Like, I feel like they they started to lay the land as far as like what as far as the diversity of the of the portfolio, and that's the thing that I actually really like that they did today. Like they came out and they gave us like a bunch of different types of games. Like they gave us horror, they gave us Tetris, they gave us Warhammer, they gave us uh, like a <laughs> really, a really genre. good, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, pretty much, yeah. uh, they gave us a good lay of the land as far as like, oh yeah, this is like, this is the diversity that we offer and it's all available through game pass, which I think is the, that's the most powerful thing. Totally. But I feel like for, I feel like it for for me as somebody who wants to be able to come to Xbox and wants to be able to be like, all right, cool. You know what? It, what what can I expect from this ecosystem uh, uh, forthcoming for 2021? I'm still I still have that emptiness, right? Like Forza Motorsport, they said it was early in development, which you know could mean early for Forza, and so it probably could come fall 2021. Um, but at this point, like I'm thinking, like maybe fall 2022 uh, for Forza Motorsport. Fable is probably quite a few years away. Uh, and so, like, what does 2021 look like for Xbox, especially with Series X just uh, coming you out? You don't think Hellblade Two will be then? Be next year? No, yeah. no. Okay. I mean, they said. I mean, they said they're working on it for Unreal Engine Five, and if that's the case, like, Unreal Engine Five doesn't actually release until like early next year. Maybe they're they're working on early versions of it right now. Maybe that doesn't affect things as much as we may think. But yeah. there's that, and there's also the fact that they didn't show gameplay, right? Like the the thing that they left this conference saying is that, hey, yeah, like, check in with us. You can see all the location scouting we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And that tells me that you are very early. 
That sounds yeah. so early. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of a big worry. Obviously, as somebody who didn't even play uh, Hellblade, I feel like this had to be another conference where you show off Hellblade as a big first party offering, um, a system seller, you know, uh, a, a big single player campaign game. I mean, and when I say big, I, I just mean, you know, very high budget. And uh, I was kind of bummed out that we only got, you know, hey, we're working on it sort of <laughs> reassurance you know <laughs> you know i have an interesting question of what we just saw right we've heard from microsoft of this cross generation holding everybody together in this ecosystem for a couple of years out right but then you talk about some of these big tent poles these big titles and we didn't get a date for them we do think they are off in the future do we think that's the next selling point of the next generation of when hellblade 2 is ready when fable is ready when maybe you know kind of forza but not really but some of these bigger titles, is that when we see the, hey, we're going to stop this now and we're moving you to the Xbox Series X? Do you think they're holding it for that? It's too late. I don't think, I, th I think that from this point on, it's it's an ecosystem. Like, the, it, you can't, we've been for years now being like, it's coming, it's going to come, it's going to come. It, well, after this, it's going to come, it's going to come, it's going to come. It's like, no, 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 it's here. <laughs> like, we need to stop looking for something that's not going to happen. Like, this is what the Xbox ecosystem is. And that's, Great. Let's start understanding that now and stop getting our our hopes up and just being completely disappointed. Like, do you feel like it? Do you feel like it's enough though? Studios. I mean, for what, like for paying for the Game Pass, yeah, it is enough. You know, they're not trying to get us to pay sixty dollars a title anymore, and they're not even trying to like get us to buy the box. <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey, here's the box if you want it. And it's like it, that really is the vibe I'm getting from this. Yeah, it's the best place to play. It's the most powerful. Whatever. This, if anything, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, like this event almost unsold me on the, the Series X. I still want one for Halo, but it's like, if I can just play it on my PC, do I really need the Series X? I've been an Xbox One X guy for my third party titles, but if the PS5 is going to be super dope as well and like close in tech with the SSD and stuff, it's like, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, and I and I that was an interesting thought I had too as we were in between the end of the showcase and the beginning of this show. It was my idea of yeah, like this is the first time leaving that where I was like, all right, yeah, a lot of good games. Like, but and it but it was that do I and I don't think it will because obviously I want to be able to talk about it and talk about all the bells and whistles and everything else. But yeah. it was that would I if I was on the outside right now would I buy an Xbox Series X? Because yeah, I want to play Halo. Yeah, I want to play the big con. Yeah, I want to play you know Fable whenever it comes around. Uh, you know, obviously I want to play State of Decay three. But like for right now at launch, I have the Xbox you know One X underneath my TV and I barely use it. Right, so it's like if I if these are just the exclusives for it, would I have gone out and bought the Series X for it? Because again, to what they're they're doing right here. And again, what I think they've done right for a long time, they're just being very clear about it now, is that they're building the ecosystem. And it is, I'm excited to have xCloud on everything. I'm excited to be able to play my games anywhere. I'm excited that, yeah, like we were talking about this earlier, right, Andy, of like you trying to convince your brother to just get Game Pass. Like it would be so great for his, your his son, your nephew, that yeah, just get in. There's all these games there. The fact that yesterday, you know, I was like, oh, my Xbox Live Gold expired. And I was like, for a dollar, upgrade my Game Pass to Game Pass Ultimate and get that too. I'm like, of course. Like, Duh, why not? Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing is like every screen is a portal of the Xbox now. So it is that, yeah, what does the console itself mean to the average consumer or person who is on the fence? And like we've talked about this before. And what I think is so interesting, is that they were very clear coming into this one. This is about games. This is an hour of games about Xbox. Leaving this one, you do have that conversation of like, cool, the race does become like, do you want to buy both, con uh, for a consumer, 
buy both consoles at launch is the PlayStation 5 who is going in a different direction and saying there are PlayStation 5 games and it's not, you know, not forwards compatible or whatever for PlayStation 4. Do is that a, a strategy that wins out and keeps people from buying the Xbox Series X because they can just play these games on their Xbox current or their PC or whatever and not have to worry about putting that investment in? I don't have the answers to that one. Yeah, me. I mean, I, I, I think as far as Tim's argument goes with, um, I have a PC for this. I think it's just important to understand that not everybody has a two thousand dollar PC, and and I and I think that that, that messaging gets lost a lot because there's so many people out there saying, "Well, why would I do this?" Well, it's not for you then. You know, you're not the yeah. person. You're not the market for this. The market is is. 15 year old kids who want a christmas gift or birthday gift or whatever you know that uh i don't see you know if you have an expected pc great but obviously they're you know that's not who they're they're trying to grab on uh, to get this well it's it's, and it's back to the conversation of it's not even about the expensive pc right it is about the xbox you already have it's about the used xbox you could buy it is about the theoretical uh, lockhart yeah the lockhart right or whatever that's going to come in and be there like there's i think they're giving you entry points onto this in a different way but it does become that conversation of yeah do you go for the big bells and whistles one what's the actual difference you're getting and i'm blessing i'm yeah. sorry you were trying to get in no i was gonna say exactly what you just said though like people have xbox one which is like the entry point so fist bump my man peace i love yeah. you xoxo every tuesday <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's actually talk about the games rather than the strategy and what we came out of this let's start with it Snowbike mike snow bicycle michael Talk halo no michael what did that do for you? That was killer. Now let's preference this, right? We all can now rewatch that trailer in 4K. It's going to not be buffering or stuttering. So it was a little tough to watch at, at first, but they showed me everything I wanted and more, right? They gave you that semi-open world that people have been asking for. It looked like it did have upgrades in the menu. It had some killer looking gameplay. The grappling hook was sweet. Mm-hmm. That slip space engine looked real nice. And of course, most of all, the story is looking good for me, especially with the banished. So I'm excited as can be for Halo Infinite. Do we know who the actor is? That is uh, his not I'm Master Chief. Who was in the front when they crash landed and he was yelling? Tell me. Yeah. No, no, we don't. Okay, I'll let I you know. know. That. I, I don't because I, I like his so. performance a lot. And it reminded me of that guy from Rogue One, and I was wondering if it was the guy from Rogue One. Diego Luna. Yeah, I don't think it is. I'll look into yeah. that. But Tim, you're Mr. Halo fanboy as well. What did it do for you? everything that's it i mean this is this is what i wanted this is force awakens halo like real talk it it it's just so familiar in a way that it felt comfortable and it did feel kind of smaller scale and larger scale in the ways that i wanted each of those to be true it -hmm. was smaller scale in the sense that i liked the enemy types i liked that we're going back to the the classics the sound effects the world the colors the the armor all the stuff we were talking about going into it they totally blew out of the water for me where I'm like, this looks awesome. All the story-based stuff we're getting seems easy to follow. We might not, like, bless you, you kind of joked, like, he's saying a lot of shit, and I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter because it's pretty clear. Okay, I'm talking about these bad guys, and I'm going to do this thing. And it's like, I feel like we'll be, they're presenting a story that's like, all right, cool. You can play this game and understand it. But on top of that, we're getting these traversal elements. We're getting the grapple hook. The the When we saw the map, it's open, but it's not too open. They're talking about bigger than Halo 4 and 5, but it's like, what does that actually mean? You're talking about very linear things now being widened out and bigger. Like, I get the vibes from Uncharted 4 when you get to Madagascar 
and it's like here you go from this like super tight linear game to now it's big enough to give you things to do but not be overwhelming and not be annoying and feel like you just have to get from tower to tower to tower but still having those elements that are fun and andy brought up the point as you see them getting the warthog and start driving around like what if there's just the the encampments of uh the different covenant and stuff and if they do that where it is not trying to copy every other game but make it feel halo and it looks like it feels halo when they took that warthog off of the the mountain and it did that sweet sweet jump i was just like this is halo to me this yeah like that jump right there made me go fuck they nailed it it, it really feels like a playground um and i think that's so important with making with the approach to making halo feel more open ish you know with with that map and and putting down little pings because i want to go over here to this waypoint or whatever um, I think having that playground and being able to take on different uh, enemy encounters in different ways and more creative ways with vehicle combat, with all these different weapons, I, I think this is the perfect way to show off a game. They showed so many variety of weapons. They showed uh, different ways to use the weapons. Uh, um, uh, again, Mike talked about the grappling hook, but, you know, shooting that, pulling that bomb, throwing it at the the enemy. Mm-hmm. And you got to assume that there's a lot of different ways. And I just love... I I hope that this is um that we start seeing more things like Breath of the Wild where there's mm-hmm. so many different things you can do with physics in this game and with exploding this thing to then explode that thing I it just feels like it just feels open and free and you're not necessarily yeah. stuck to going mission to mission because you have to further the story let's Andy, just have fun in this world jumping off that for a second it's like that really reminds me of what I loved the most about the original Halos like with Combat Evolved in Halo Two. It was just jumping into like me and my friends popping into a multiplayer map and just hanging out in Blood Gulch, just trying to get the ghost to jump and land on top of one of the bases. Like it is just the fun of the physics and the fun of the things you can do. And even the the co-op campaign is like it is what Halo campaign is like playing single player on Legendary. Sure, that's one thing, but it's just like Halo campaign is about co-op and about doing it with your friends and having these fun kind of playground moments. And this seems like it's going to be that just on on steroids, but it's still Halo. It's still what it needs, like what we were kind of expecting it to be. Does this look like a transformative experience? Absolutely not. It looks like more Halo. Um, But to me, it doesn't look like Halo 6. And I don't know exactly oh, why, well, but so- I like that. I'm actually I'm I'm looking at this article right now from IGN that was written by Ryan McCaffrey where Never they heard. interviewed uh, Chris Lee who's the studio head uh, over there and Chris Lee has the quote where he says Halo Infinite is the start of our platform for the future. We want Infinite to grow over time versus going to those numbered titles and having all that segmentation that we had before. It's really about creating Halo Infinite as the start of the next ten years for Halo and then building that as we go with our fans in our community. End quote. And then Ryan continues here in the article by saying, uh, this does not mean that Halo Infinite is a live service game a la Destiny, but it does mean that the, that the new story experiences will be told underneath Infinite's umbrella, and it also means Infinite will be ev- uh, evolved technologically over over uh, quite a while. Um, and they also talk in, in the article about how there's going to be a free ray tracing update after launch, uh, and like, yeah, this is essentially going to be the last standalone Halo f- uh, for the foreseeable future, which I think is really interesting. I think that's a cool concept. I think you know, looking at the gameplay that was shown today, for me as somebody who's historically not a Halo person, uh, I was really into it, right? Like, the openness of it, it, ca- it kind of reminded me of almost a fusion be- between, uh, like, Doom Eternal and uh, Far Cry in a way that I kind of dig more so than, than even both of those, right? Like, it seems like this this free, open thing. And I can, I can see how 
they could then either like add new areas or you know fit in new objectives into uh already familiar areas and then like grow a story from there that all seems like stuff that Tim, you mentioned that it doesn't seem like a transformative experience. That, that all seems like stuff that could turn it into a transformative transformative experience. If they nail that stuff and make that stuff actually interesting over time, um, that stuff kind of sold me on, on what this is. I'm, get, I'm yeah. getting some Minecraft vibes there saying, hey, there's a free ray tracing update coming up. That's oh. really that's really weird for a big sort of single-player campaign game. That's obviously going to have multiplayer updates, but to tout that ray tracing will come at a later date, uh is is kind, kind of, of weird it is kind of weird yeah i like but even more so from... unsells me on buying a series x <laughs> at launch <laughs> i i like hearing blessing bring that to the table especially when we talk about halo infinite and i brought it up on the kind of funny x cast of like i want to play halo with my friends for more than just three months or six months mm-hmm. or just the mm-hmm. diehards playing only the multiplayer so giving percent. it that idea of like a living world where maybe we'll add new areas like blessing said kind of like the division or destiny with these big updates. I think that is how you keep people involved with Halo. That's how we not that's how we don't sit for another 5 years waiting on another Halo hoping for this to be the one. This will be really cool to see how they can keep this evolved and alive for years to come instead of the 3 months, 6 months life cycle that we see with a lot of these games. So let's give a rundown of what we actually saw there, all right? Pre-show started, and I'm just going to run through game titles. Please stop me if you guys want to say anything about them, all right? Pre-show started, we had the announcement of Dragon Quest XI S Definitive Edition. Greg, coming to stop. Game Pass. Whoa, stop, whoa. <laughs> December 4th, coming to Game Pass as well. Uh, Exo Mecha, which was that one that looked like a tech this demo. This game or... looks dope. Honestly, I, I'm into it. Like, as tech yep. demo as it looks, as, as, like, you know, not impressive visually as it looks, I I don't know how this game cannot be cool at the very least. Like, <laughs> Dude, if you didn't see it, you're a first. It's first person shooting. You're running around. We're like, is this a battle royale? Then there were these giant mechs fighting. That you're like, are we in control of the mechs as well? I don't understand. What I what I need you all to do uh, yeah. is watch that trailer back and then look up the way the Megazord and Doctor Ivanu's fight looked in the Power Rangers movie because that's yep. what these mechs reminded me of. The reflection was just cranked up to a thousand, bro. We gotta <laughs> we gotta sit them in the world a little bit more, man. Yeah, like this might be bad, but it's definitely gonna be cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it has cool energy to it. From there, we had the world premiere of Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> it was a new trailer for Watch Dogs <laughs> Legion. Remember, if you don't know anything about that, go to Kind of Funny Games on YouTube. Watch our impressions there. Number four, Echo Generation. This is the one that we thought was a Stranger Things game, but in mm. fact, it was not. Just It's this weird voxel-looking turn-based RPG that looks like Stranger Things. It sounds like Stranger Things, but is it Stranger Things? Voxel. Coming in 2021. Thank you very much. I was proud of that as well. I thought I, 3D dot <laughs> Game Heroes made sure I would never forget voxel. Uh, hey, Hello Neighbor 2 got announced coming out in 2021. Then there was an ID at Xbox uh, montage, including games like 12 Minutes, XO1, The Big Con, which is that adventure game I was talking about, Tunic, Song, Song of Iron, Sable, and Dead State Drive. Uh, from there, we then had an announcement of Balan Wonderland. This is the action yeah. game of action games. From- <laughs> I'm, I, I'm really excited for this one. Like, it's the one that you are uh, yeah from like the co-creator, co-creator sonic. Uh, like sonic yeah and like uh people who worked on nights in the dreams and stuff it is essentially a game that is inspired by musical theater it it looks it looks cool this is one this is another one that i'm putting into the bag of like this could be bad but at the very least it's gonna be cool you know and you so, know what visually i got a lot of hat and time vibes where yeah, yeah. oh yeah possible, i got that too. it's possible that story 
is is really charming and there's really cute characters, but visually it looked definitely behind in the times. Yes. So from there, the real show starts starts with Halo, as we said earlier. I messed up the date. What do you remember? It was May twenty eighth, twenty five, something earlier. I don't remember what I had for breakfast, Greg. I'm okay, sorry. sorry. It was uh, a year after they lost the the Halo to the the UNSC lost. Gotcha. Uh, Fighting the Banish runs at 60 frames per second. There's more coming in the coming months. Uh, then we jumped into a CGI trailer for State of Decay 3. It was a reveal there at the end. Again, that State of nuts. Decay. I love State of Decay. I love Undead Labs. I'm excited to see what that actually looks like. The trailer obviously was a, a woman out hunting who then runs into, yeah, a rabid deer or whatever. <laughs> she kills that thing. That so. game had, I, uh, part two had a lot of performance issues, right? So in part one, let's yeah. not let's yeah, yeah, credit yeah, where yeah. credit's due. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, because I, I, yeah, I'm just I'm excited for, you know, hopefully a more polished part three uh, yeah. along with more horsepower. You know, sure. You know, yeah, Greg, exactly. when we watched that, that when you brought up in the pre-show, I want to see the next generation of State of Decay. That yeah. sure it was just a teaser CGI trailer, but like that gave me the vibes of like. This is going to be the next generation. This is our next big step here in the right direction. And that was, yeah, if you missed the pre-show, we were talking about it. As a huge State of Decay fan, I was disappointed in State of Decay, State of Decay 2 because even State of Decay 2 just felt more like a Game of the Year edition, which I realized existed for State of Decay 1. But it was just like, oh, this is like minor enhancements. I feel like I'm doing the exact same things here. Like, And it's not that there's been any major step forward. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike, that just the tone of the trailer seem to indicate hopefully it's going to be a different kind of state of decay but we'll have to wait and see on that and then yeah big philly spencer himself came out as i Woo! said earlier you talked about being Not nine of 15 studios would be shown today from the xbox first party lineup you get five new first party games all of these are coming to game pass uh, he then turned to turn 10, uh, talking about uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, not ready yet, as he said, uh, but they had a teaser for it, which, of course, was really pretty cars driving around in engine. Uh, pretty shocking, right? Yep. That is not, not a launch really game. That is not ready. That is, yeah, I mean, I feel like we all just lost a bet <laughs> that we've made yeah, on some definitely. show at some point. Like, that was such a, oh, for sure, it's going to happen. No brainer. Um, yeah. But I do think that it's a good sign overall. Like, there, you can play the other Forzas right now on on game pass and when series x comes out i'm sure they're going to be enhanced in some way and they're going to be real pretty to look at but take your time launch this as another platform if, if halo infinite's a platform we got forza as a platform it's good signs of what's to come and mike, what to expect did, mike did we get a forza last year or was it the year before we got horizon year before 4? with horizon fours right so yeah. we're looking for forza motorsports 8 it is interesting that they dropped the eighth and like tim said like we've always had that discussion with sports titles right just becoming a service and like constant roster updates because we're not changing that much like could this be the tide for forza right now of just a live service for this point forward that would be interesting as well i think so, so especially when you look at sea of thieves and with the news that came out last week of the 15 million players and stuff and it's like that's very much from constant updates and from game pass and i think that their strategy is working for them and i think that they're going to keep doubling down on this and it's going to change how people kind of understand what video games can be but like we saw the last couple of years with a lot of a rise of episodic titles, right? And they, them not working for a multitude of reasons because schedules get off or just kind of like the understanding of people being like, I'm just going to wait till they're all out or whatever. But I think when you get people understanding Game Pass and how Game Pass works, it gives things like Don't Nod's game a much better shot at success. And that it doesn't need to, it can have that appointment viewing type thing of, cool you already have it you don't need to really wait for the next one it's just going to eventually come to you when when it needs to or 
when it's all done, they'll all be there for you. And I think we're going to see a lot more platform-based games coming to, to the Xbox side of things. Yeah, this is a, this is very interesting because we've gotten a, a Forza pretty much every year since 2011. Um, obviously, like rotating between Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon. And so this is the first time in quite a while where, yeah, we're now going into our second year without a Forza game. Which makes me think that, like, yeah, to what uh, Tim is saying about platform, right, and what this could be, this seems like it's going to be a big revamp for Forza. Like, this seems like it's going to be a, a big comeback whenever they actually finish Forza Motorsport and put it out, um, which is really exciting, especially if they're able to pull off the platform thing. What do you think Horizon would be? Do you think Horizon will always stay as a, you know, I won't call it annualized, but, like, do you always think that will be another title because they are an open world in a setting as opposed to Forza Motorsports where it is? tracks and you know updating those tracks and adding things you think horizon could go this route as well i so we're in a very interesting place because playground is working on fable and you imagine that yeah fable's good and fable successful then you're going to want to you know turn that into its own or continue that series with playground and so do you then take off playground or take playground off of uh forza horizon you know to focus on that like it's kind of up in the air right now. I, I like how Horizon works right now where we are getting multiple entries, but if Forza Motorsport is able to prove that uh, you know this can work as a platform, then I think the only reason why you wouldn't want to do it for Horizon is because the exciting thing about Horizon is getting the new open worlds with each game, right? Because you got what? You went from Australia uh, to, to England, the UK. UK yeah. Yeah, to like, now it, we go yeah. to Japan. Let's oh my God. I'll yeah, it. Yeah, it. I think that's the number one draw for me, at least. Like, I, as someone who isn't a, a racing fan at all, I really fell in love with Horizon. And the big draw for me would be these open world, more arcade style uh, games. And I, motorsport just doesn't interest me. I don't want a simulation. I don't really, I don't care for that. I care for the the silly going to missions, and suddenly you're doing a mission where you are a stunt guy who's filling in for oh, yeah. a guy who called in sick. Like, I just, I love that vibe, and I and I hope Horizon uh comes back in in you know with another location sort of in their next iteration take it to the bank forza horizon will be announced next year and it'll just be forza horizon and then they will they'll drop the numbers and it'll just be forza horizon japan forza horizon mexico forza horizon whatever that'd be really cool uh, as game pass titles that they'll put out whenever they want to okay and that sounds okay. sick um heading up on the list here then like i said uh this is number 11 by my count and that includes that montage Everwild was next of course from rare finally getting to see more of this game but mike do you know what this game is <laughs> Greg miller i'll give you because i know andy and blessing are going to come in and say it looked cool they're excited for it but i still have the question on my mind what is this game is it single player is it multiplayer is it a living open world like sea of thieves are we going to get that experience what the heck is this game Rare did not answer that question for me at all. I got, I think, uh, obviously, I, I love the way it looks. I love its vibe. I love, uh, I, I always love their style and their their art. They have an incredible art department. Um, to me, this sort of seems like a co-op survival game um, where you either, I don't know, use magic to make these animals your pets and they you eventually become very close to them and they... You know, I think we saw that one clip that I mentioned earlier of the the big sort of walrus looking thing bringing down a tree. And you got to assume that these animals are helping you get certain elements in the world, uh, certain supplies. Maybe you need food from this bush or you sure. need like to climb up that rock. I, It's just so intriguing to me. Uh, I just I don't know. I'm super in. Yeah, I, I mean, 
this is to Mike's point that like I didn't get any of that from this trailer. I like again, like I'm very excited for this game. I think it looks beautiful. Whatever. What I got from this trailer was like, oh man, this is gonna be like an open world, like Breath of the Wild kind of game where you're exploring and you're building these connections with the the animals around you and they're helping you like uh, get to your whatever your final objective is. Like they really they really do got to come out and actually explain to us what what, what this no, is. Granted, because... Yeah, everything I said, I, I'm just assuming everything. Like it's just a sense. Yeah, I, made, I mean, I same. made the game in my head, and if it's not that, I don't want it. It's the exact same though. Like if, if this isn't Breath of the Wild, I'm gonna be like, okay, what is this? Peace yeah. I just love the idea of it, it kind of it gave me a, a Last Guardian vibes. Like making a friend with Trico, making a friend with these sort of mystical game. creatures that become your friends and your sort of companions on this journey. I, I mean, I ha- I'm on uh, uh, Rare's Twitter right now where they tweeted about Everwild and they describe it like this. They say, quote, our world has a rhythm. We all sense it, but only a few truly feel it. And if that's, that's from, if that's that from doesn't the last, tell you, that's from the last Jedi, bro. That's a quote from the last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, moving on, number two. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on from Rare, Please. we have one big question. Where the heck is Battletoads? Why didn't we get a release oh, date? Man. Why didn't we not even speak about Battletoads? This is a game that's been shown for way too long, Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. This is the game that should essentially just be done, should have stealth released today, in all honesty, as a fun announcement. Yeah. But where's where's Battletoads? What's the deal with this not game? E- not when even I was in a montage. When I was listening to the X-Cast and Gary Widow was like, I'd love to see Battletoads come back. I was like, how? Huh, I'm like, wait a second. Tim played that at an E3. <laughs> and you're like, no, Gary, it, it's been, it came back. It just never came out. And then it's just been quiet. It's like, fuck. And it's, don't forget, there was one Battletoad in the Grounded trailer. So you got what you wanted. Yeah, let me say, Grounded had wanted. You got, yeah. yeah, you got your Battletoads, Phil. Mike, that's an excellent point. Gemini. And, you know, they did say that there's going to be another showcase at some point or whatever that is. But it's like, I just think it's weird that there's there's a couple games that like and Cuphead included where it's like mm. where are they at you know it's been a couple of threes now that we've been hearing about these smaller titles and again I understand so much goes into them Battletoads is a little bit different though let's take yeah. a quick time out and bring in Mitch Crasson who wrote oh. in immediately after the event to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can to be part of kind of funny games daily each and every weekday and says is the Cuphead DLC gone or is it a sequel game now that seemed to me that seemed to me like the biggest omission of the Xbox showcase and literally nothing has been said about it for what seems like years. It's bizarre, man. I mean, um, I think it has been years. <laughs> I feel like it 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 can't be a DLC anymore. Yeah. And like maybe maybe that's me already getting my hopes set my expectations set a little too high like the, the delicious last course was the whole thing like there's there's branding going on that makes it DLC um but i at this point would much prefer a a sequel to the game what that ends up looking like i don't know when that ends up looking like is the bigger question uh i'll love it whenever it comes out cuphead's the type of game that i I know that it's going to be super high quality i know it's going to be like close to a 10 if not a 10 um so i'd be fine waiting for that sequel i'll be fine waiting for the dlc i'll take whatever i can get but it's interesting uh, because i did not see it as long as the game took, you think, yeah, it was interesting of like what DLC expectations were going to be. And the fact that, yeah, it got announced and it's just been so fucking quiet. When did they you announce know, that DLC? That was it, two E3s ago, right? Fuck, was it's it? interesting that you guys bring all this up. Do you think maybe they're holding it to go, you know, close to the release of this Netflix show that they're creating? Because there Probably. is a Cuphead show in the works now. And yes, I hate pushing that off and off and, you know, wanting this, but like, 
are we waiting for the show to try to get close to that to get more hype going around that what's up with this probably so it was announced june 10th 2018 so two years ago we did get the teaser trailer for the netflix show fairly recently yeah last month which looks really good yeah or two months but like by, by the time they even announced the show it, it had already been a long time since they announced the dlc mm-hmm. um but I, I could see that being a reasoning, right? To have that that brand synergy and to have like this this Cuphead revival with that. Mm. I don't know. Speaking of, actually, no, there's one game before. Tim, you sent something to assets. Do you want to call it up right now or is that later? Oh, we, we let's get through it. It's just more Halo stuff. We can oh, okay, yeah, we'll talk about that at the end then. Uh, number twelve then uh, for games. Tell me why from Don't Nod popped up announcing that episode one drops August twenty seventh. Uh, obviously, Don't Nod the people who do uh, Life is Strange. Uh, I'm excited for this just based on that story. Looks interesting. Uh, you know, brother and sister who their emotions call out these things and something bad happened with their mom. Let's see what's all about. Yeah. Has lots uh, of strange energy to it, which I appreciate. yeah, totally, of course, yeah. Some there's you know there's stuff going on there. This is the one uh, right where uh, the brother is trans, and so that yeah. seems to be playing into this and maybe what what was going on with their mom and where they all are. I'm interested. Uh, number thirteen. I want to go back a sec though, because uh, uh, to talk about Battletoads, we went off topic and started talking about Cuphead. I do just want to say it's like we're sitting here questioning like, where's Battletoads though? None of us actually want Battletoads. Like that's that's another thing to keep in mind. It's like it's so like you want Battletoads. I want Battletoads because it's a perfect Game Pass game, Tim. This is it's one not, of those. It's not. It's, I played no, it. it. It's it, not. And that is a great Game Pass game. It's going to be great for the whole audience, right? Like, think of that. Look at the art style. Look at the colors. Look at the characters. Look at the lineage and the nostalgia factor for older to younger generations. This is a perfect Game Pass game, and I can't wait to play it. And I know you're going to play minutes. it. Tim. But you might not love it, is right. But it is a perfect Game Pass game. Yeah, why is it not a perfect Game Pass game, as you're saying? It's not a perfect Game Pass game because it's not a good game. Like, I, I feel like we're talking about the swimming in sevens idea. Game Pass to me is swimming in sevens. Like, Battletoads, from what I played, is going to be a, a four out of ten. Jesus Christ. Damn. Whoa, he, he's beating up on Battletoads. I'm going to go higher than that. Tim played it, it for good. At the E3, I remember Tim playing it at the Xbox Theater. He played it, or Microsoft Theater. He played forever, and then he walked away. I was like, man, you really liked it, huh? He's like, it's so fucking frustrating at the end, and I couldn't leave because the demo person kept talking to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, maybe that's why we haven't seen it. Maybe yeah, they know. Maybe they're like retooling it. It, it. it is beautiful art, and it does have this like nostalgic style or whatever, but it's like in the, the 2D side-scrolling bits, whatever, they're fine. But there's so much more to that game that is just like I'm not. Wait, are they not all for that? Is the game not all 2D side scrolling? Is there more to it? Th- like yeah, there's hoverboard things that are more uh-huh. like yeah. You're going away from the game. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <sighs> Moving along, then, if Tim doesn't have anything else, uh, number thirteen. It's a Tim Getty's ass game. It was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Moon Studio popped up to say they're basically doing the Xbox enhanced version. Correct. Like that's mm-hmm. the idea. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Hundred twenty. 120 hertz for the TV Ooh. you don't have. Ooh. Yeah, remember oh, that? Man. Remember when that game had had technical issues? Like mm-hmm. I, I can't remember map, exactly right? what the issues were. Was it yeah, the map? Every time you pause, it loaded really hard. Yeah. Yes. So I can't wait for that to be fixed. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. Great, fantastic game, and I feel like better tech will surely help. Yes. 
Uh, then it was Outer Worlds uh-huh. time. Obsidian showed up to talk about Peril on Gorgon. Or this is their DLC. The first of two that's coming. September 9th is what my note says. Uh, and then that immediately flowed into Grounded coming out July 28th. I thought that Grounded trailer looks good. I, I still haven't played Grounded. I'm still casually interested in Grounded. When this drops in, in just, what, next week, I'm going to actually try it and see what's up with that. Uh, let's let's what's play. The, Greg? I'm down yeah, to play. Let's yeah? play together. Let's yeah, play I'm, I'm, I'll join. Let's, let's do it. No, I'll you tell won't. you why. Because yeah, Joey gave me Obsidian? her Xbox. She may have just lent me her Xbox, but I'm taking but it. She fully it gave it to me. Yeah, I love it. We're I'm all there. I'm all about that uh, Outer Worlds DLC. Like, I, I enjoyed like Outer, Outer Worlds. Worlds. Yeah, 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 I liked it. I mean, I did. I didn't. I didn't fall in love with it, but you know, I definitely really enjoyed my time with it. And the DLC, like, I'm I'm down to like jump back in. It it, it very much for me is that uh, filler. Like, you know, I'm kind of missing Fallout right now. Um, mm-hmm. I know Fallout 76 exists, but uh, um, and so like. Hey, yeah, we enjoyed it the one world. afternoon we did. That Never one, that one afternoon was on, but we enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this this is kind of that filler for me um, when we're not getting any new Fallout. Yeah, yeah that I mean, a big deal. dude, Outer Worlds blew me away in so many different spots with its dialogue and its story changes and 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 conversations with different NPCs. And then uh, I never got back to it because I think I started playing Control. And I was that, so that close right. to beating it. I was so close to beating it, and my Xbox shit on me. And so no. I don't know. I, do I have that save? Is it in a cloud somewhere? It in the cloud, yeah. It's in the cloud. Okay, sick, yeah. sick. It's all in the cloud. Yeah, yeah. Outer Worlds, I thought I thought was a disappointment. I think it was a bad game. So like, I'm not down for more DLC or to go back to it. But I'm glad you guys are. Uh, however, they then rolled into a brand new Obsidian RPG, Avowed, which we don't oh. know much about, right? It looks very Skyrim-y, which I'm all about. That's great. Where he's got the sword in one hand, he's got magical powers in the other, first person. Let's fucking go. So, this is the killer like, announcement, man. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is the type of stuff that, that Xbox needed to bring today, and I think it's it's very key that it's a, a big first-party title that we didn't hear about before, that is something that's no time soon, but it's something to look forward to if you are an Xbox Game Studios fan. This immediately seems like one of those you have to yeah, you have to have an Xbox sort of device or PC if you want to play this game because there's going to be so many people interested in a Skyrim type game from some of the founders of old Bethesda games like this. Th- this is one of those things that will bring you towards a new platform, I think. Yeah, yeah this, this seems like the thing that, that that is going to satiate people who might be waiting for Elder Scrolls six for a good like yeah. 10 years. <laughs> uh, to come out, you know, this this seems like it's gonna be a, a really good one of those. Uh, though, like, I was waiting throughout the whole trailer for like the shoe to drop and for the tone to switch completely to like something comedy or like something modern day. Because wa- watching that trailer upon reveal, it very much has like that like typical Too epic. you know fantasy like super epic you know yeah like that kind of energy Blood where thing? it's like you're gonna get some dragons, and some magic, and some orcs and some elves, and it's gonna be fantasy. I was right there with you because when the voice was coming out of the cave, I thought it was going to zoom in and be a little creature and be like, oh, but all worlds are not blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was no, that's that exactly same what I thought. Comedic I thought I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, this is a big deal. I think Obsidian right here with this announcement and the Outer Worlds DLC was the dark horse. This was the studio that stole the show right here because we already knew about Grounded. The DLC was questionable to be shown. And I think Avowed was definitely super questionable to be shown. If not, didn't even think this would be shown. So it's really excited for me. I kind of wanted more of a Fallout New Vegas style game from this team because, you know, I really liked Outer Wor- or the Outer Worlds. I didn't know if I wanted to go back to another Skyrim type medieval game, especially because we have Skyrim and 
I'm sure we'll be on the next generation of consoles, <laughs> yeah. if not backwards compatibility. But you know what? This is a big deal. And for me, this was like Obsidian is now here. They're showing you why we were purchased by Microsoft. And this is a big deal for all of us Xbox fans. Oh, we need that new, new, man. We need that new, big, open world RPG. I'm so stoked for it, man. Uh, up next was one that really spoke to me as Dusk Falls from mm-hmm. developer Interior Night. Brand new game. It's focused on interactive storytelling. Uh, this one's uh, covering 30 years in the American Southwest. And it's starring Alex Van Aken from OK Beast. <laughs> and it's got this... <laughs> emotion but the, they're like painted over art it looks like it kind of looks like when you paint over a picture kind of thing and that's how they're telling the story and they go through it and what happens to this family that seems to intersect with some bank robbers and then the repercussions as the uh one, the little girl and the family grows up and goes through I, like that's enough for me everything they showed there i was like fuck this sounds like something i'm gonna be all about I'm looking at an article right now uh, from Eurogamer that's titled As Dusk Falls is first game from former Quantic Dream lead developer. Uh, As Dusk Falls is the debut game from ex-Quantic Dream lead lead game designer Caroline uh, Marshall uh, in her new London-based studio, Interior Night. It's been in works for some time. We first heard... We first... They said head, but we first heard about the studio back in January 20, 2018 when Marshall suggested it would be similar in design to other Quantic Dream projects such as Heavy Rain. Um, and yeah, Greg, I'm with you that I, I thought this trailer looked pretty cool. Like I'm 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 into it. Yeah. Uh, then it was uh, popping in looking at Hellblade 2 uh, there like you guys are talking about it set they they talk about like you go to their YouTube channel watch things that they did for location setting. Uh, this is set in Iceland. It's using Unreal Engine 5. Uh, so yeah when we see this game i still think it'll be next year bless thinks it's gonna be further out than then i agree with uh, us because we didn't even see anything new like trailer rise right they just straight up showed the game they showed the trailer from the game, yeah, awards, game awards and just some yeah. background stuff so like that leads me to believe like we didn't even see anything new here like, not I, even I, it could be a while out is right okay well i'll see uh then it was psychonauts it was a, a jack black music uh, video kind of of him recording his song that'll play in psychonauts uh going through and doing that however since that has happened news has broken ign's joe scrabbles reports psychonauts 2 seemingly has been delayed from this year to a 2021 release a date was conspicuously absent from its gameplay trailer in the xbox games showcase but an xbox wire blog post about the game reads psychonauts 2 releases uh in 2021 on xbox game pass when Windows, PC, Mac, Linux, and PlayStation 4. So it looks like that's going to, you have to wait a little bit longer for Tim Schafer to finish his magnum opus. From there, we talked about Destiny 2. Uh, Destiny 2, of course, coming to the Series X and Game Pass this September. Well, you know, coming to Game Pass September. Uh, You'll get all the current expansions available as well. Uh, It's going to be on the cloud for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate users, of course. Uh, And it'll be be Series X optimized come the fall. I think that's a big grab. Huge. Oh, yeah, big grab. We talked about what was going to be the big third party, you know, Game Pass title. Was it going to be like an Assassin's Creed, a Call of Duty, similar to what we saw with Yakuza and Kingdom of Heart or Kingdom Hearts? Like this was a good grab right here for Destiny. I think that was a good one for Game Pass. And it's, you know, I mean, you just took away Stadia's biggest exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. That's a real thing. Yeah. Like coming to Game Pass, having all the the bells and whistles, DLC, all that stuff. And we know xCloud. It's just like xcloud coming with game pass it's like all right stadia <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly we will need uh, that for game pass ultimate right or yeah game pass what? ultimate okay yeah, okay. yeah. 
Uh, from there, we're into uh, console launch exclusives. Uh, we're talking about Stalker 2. That's going to be a console launch exclusive. Uh, Warhammer Dark Tide, console launch exclusive in 2021. Then Tetris Effect Connected, console launch exclusive. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected is our uh, new title exclusive to Microsoft platforms, uh, Series X, Windows, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's original game with all new co-op and competitive online and local multiplayer modes. Consider this 2.0 version of Tetris Effect with a multiplayer expansion in summer 2021 the multiplayer expansion will be made available as a free update to the existing versions of tetris effect basically you're getting uh online or local co-op and competitive play for one to three players one to two competitive one to three co-op with cpu players available and there's other some bells and whistles in there about that kind of stuff uh then the next console launch exclusive was the gunk it looked cool it was the best name of the day yeah the, the name. it was I, I liked it. I, I was getting some ratchet vibes, which is which is always cool. I'd love more games like that. Um, I didn't love the darkness of it all, and it was kind of just like, all right, like it, it seemed like one of those games that speaks to me, but it's not speaking loudly. You're not gonna play it, but you like what you see. I, I want that's one that I want to actually give a shot because if it plays right, then it's like I can I can move past the not really loving the art style. Yeah, okay. the, the thing that the thing that bums me out about the gunk is that on. <laughs> Is that the gunk is, I think, equivalent on the Sony side to uh, a lot of their sort of smaller offerings that we didn't know about, you know. And this was one of those that could have been a smaller title that kind of blew me away. The way I'm, I'm, I, I'm so bad with all the names of the Sony's, the smaller games, but um, which one are you looking for? The 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 cartoony looking one with the dude and the two planes of action and uh, the. It's the Astro, Boy? Or no. one. Astro Boy. No, Astro no, 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 no. Ch- Chattel, no. It's uh, the little big PlayStation Five. Ken- Kenna is one of them. Little Devil Inside. Little Devil Inside. Oh. That, that's you know. I feel like this was Xbox's equivalent of those Sony offerings, and those Sony offerings just looked much more interesting to me. So this I was it reminds bummed. me of. There's a specific game this reminds me of, and I'm trying to find the name of it, but it's like. It's the series with like the alien looking dudes, but it's like all gross. And it's like there, there was there's a new there's a new one that was announced at the PlayStation event. With little dudes. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Once I once I No. These are some of the weirdest descriptions I've ever heard of games. <laughs> Real it's quick a, too, just it's, I know, a, ga- I know, it's a game series. To be clear for what Andy's saying. It. Little Devil Inside, and you said Sony offering. That was at their presentation. Little Devil Inside is coming to Xbox One as well. Oh, Xbox great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Oddworld. Look- Oddworld is what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, yeah, I can see it. I see <laughs> what you're working on. I like it. <laughs> uh, the 25th game on my list is The Medium, another console launch exclusive. This is from the Bloobs. Bloober. Uh, this one I, I I dug. Dual reality gameplay, two worlds rendered rendered simultaneously. Uh, while we've been live, I got a press release. I dropped this paragraph in. The, the medium renders two fully fledged and visually distinct worlds simultaneously with no loading screens. Having access to both worlds gives a unique perspective to the tension-fueled psychological horror game as the dual reality gameplay with this visual fidelity only being possible on next-gen hardware. This, I mean, dude, it looks it. Like, this... This is the only game that, to me, it screams next gen at all uh, mm-hmm. that we've really been mm-hmm. seeing across both PlayStation and Xbox at this point. Like it's this looks really, really rad, really, really cool. It looks like a, a high quality offering, even though it's third party. Like it, it, this looks like it has that juice, that has that special something that 
um might sell people on on that and gen. sets it apart from yeah sets it apart from current gen games for sure it looked yeah. visually it, it was so so strong looking yeah uh then fantasy star online's getting new content <laughs> console launch exclusive there it is no mike mike can't wait you hop back in mike Oh, yeah, I'm going to hop back in for another anime concert, 100%. Cool. There we Very go. Cool. Uh, then uh, the last one here for uh, before Fable, number 27, was Crossfire uh, X single-player content reveal, for a console launch exclusive from uh, Remedy, of course. And my, Snow Mike Mike, he talked about this on the episode, one of the debut episode of the X-Cast, that the multiplayer didn't do it for you, but Remedy yep. being behind a single-player campaign could. What did you think of this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you read Remedy doing a single-player you know, game with something that you just played in Crossfire X off that beta... It has me interested, and I will say that trailer, no matter how we cut it, definitely got me interested of like, okay, let's try this out. Let's check this out. But I definitely will not play the multiplayer ever again. That was I thought, I thought. I thought <laughs> the single uh, – to me, this was another game that the single player uh, – granted, I don't know if it was in-engine or whether whether it was just cutscene or, or you know spruced up for this presentation. But the single player stuff looked very next-gen to me. Lighting and particle effects, they it looked – uh it looked like it it couldn't run on a current gen hardware um the that that's a game that i i want to play the the campaign of that as someone who played through you know the recent uh modern warfare campaign i love just small shooter campaigns that are going to be give me a six hour six to ten hour you know experience and i go through a story and i you know there's ups and downs and and a cool protagonist i'm down sounds cool um, worth pointing out one thing too that's breaking over here. We talked about their chapter one release date for Tell Me Why being August twenty uh, seventh. They've also confirmed chapter two and three. But I guess maybe it's only three. Do you know, Bless, off the top of your head? Yeah, that sounds about right. I I think I remember this now. As chapter episodes. two is September third, chapter three is September tenth. So it's going to cool. go boom, boom, boom. That's boom. awesome. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that's that's kind of what idea. I was talking about earlier. Weekly, with Game yeah. get people in, get people used to that type of content where you're going to want to be subscribed for a a long time, even if it is for smaller experiences, because then that'll lead into the halos and the gears and the fables. Yeah, that's fucking dope. I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, sorry. And the, so then uh, that wrapped up the main thrust of the presentation. Uh, I think for their main show, not counting the pre-share, they counted it as 10 world premieres, 22 console launch exclusives, and they'll have more to share this year. So another presentation of some kind before they fi- final, they they final, they had a finale of Fable from Playground Games, which, uh, yeah, was just a trailer, was cute, and was just, but it's like, if we if that came in a vacuum where we knew nothing and that you would never heard that Playground Games was working on Fable, fuck yeah, place would have gone nuts. This was like a oh, cool, all right, it's yeah. confirmed finally, I guess, but it's not launch and it's not, it and it's not and it's not gameplay. And more importantly, yeah, I think. yeah exactly. Like, yeah. I I think the fact that yeah, you can't really be surprised by a cute little cinematic thing that's a cutscene in in a lot of games like i i think if they would have shown gameplay that would have probably made the room pop a little bit more but mm-hmm. the fact that it was just super short and that's that's all it was is kind of a bummer and and with that i think that uh one of the bits of criticism i have about the presentation of all this is put fable at the front put halo at the back if that's what you have for fable like right. I, I think that i get starting it off with halo because that was awesome and it definitely set the tone but i feel like that tone was just never with the exception of avowed i don't think ever really yep. like met at all throughout the rest of the the thing because it's totally the rule agree. of threes man beginning middle end like you need to have boom 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 and like ending on fable very cool but like we all exactly. call it that especially yeah. with the fact that uh, you know when we're watching halo in the first few minutes of this presentation i thought it and then greg immediately said it said what does this end with or did Tim say it? I don't know who said it. No, it was me. Um, 
but either way it's like when i had that thought in my head i was like what do they end with dude because like it now it's got to be something huge and granted it still is a big reveal but it's always you know it's already been rumored and known for quite a while uh so we've talked a lot about this i want to put this question in that came from hip-hop anonymous on uh patreon.com slash kind of funny games greg tim bless andy and my boy snow bicycle michael what was your personal get hype gatorade moment mine personally was the halo map glad to finally have some fable as well uh but that video was not gameplay so halo wins because it was i'm ready to play halo now oh much love chris from philly he left it in the blank space there but he put it there so everybody what was your personal gatorade get hype moment from this showcase mike let's start with you uh we got to kick it off to obsidian showing avowed Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. unbelievable for that studio to come out with what we heard what we knew of course me being the xbox insider for the team did a lot of research on all of these studios and i knew what they were doing. I knew what the next step was, but I did not think that they were going to show a lot of that. And so I'm really happy with Obsidian, what they showed. That's definitely the get hype moment. And like Tim said, right, we had a great beginning. No matter how you cut Fable, it was a good end. And right there in the middle, there's the tent pole for the peaks, the valleys, the peak, which is avowed in the middle. So super happy with that. Uh, Timothy, what was your get hype moment? Ah, come on. It's Halo, baby. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's it, it, like I, I keep saying it's what I want. It's what I want from this. And they, they gave it to me. Andy. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with Halo. I, th- I think starting off with it, I legitimately had tears in my eyes, like smiling from ear to ear. This is it's what we wanted. And I, I just can't wait to get my hands on that game. Avowed gets a close second as well. Big Daddy Bless. Uh, it's Halo for me too. Like they really sold me on Halo Infinite, and I knew it was gonna happen. Like I knew this is a game that I was gonna need to play because it's the big, big launch title game. But everything they showed today, I I got really excited about. Like the open world, the the uh the shooting, the grappling hook, like all all that stuff really really worked on me. So I'm excited for that. You're all cowards. The correct answer was State of Decay Three or the big con all right those were the real get hype I, state of k3 is the one i popped for halo i look at i'm like i don't i'm not i don't have a lineage with this as you know we're about to start today twitch.tv such kind of funny games uh combat evolved uh but i i, I was like man, man i don't even remember the big con greg like i know you talked about yeah i don't remember it either honestly. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> the in the yeah, it was pre-show in the montage. Uh, remember, I read it. It's an adventure game where you're a con artist who has to save your family's video store in the 90s. There's a bunch of cute oh, screenshots. I'm all about Milan Wonderland. So, I understand that. I, I respect that. Uh, Tim, before when we transition out of uh, Halo and pretty much on the show since we've been talking about it for so long, what was this thing you sent Kevin that you wanted to show? Um, well, first off, Greg, I do want to bring up that there might be ads that we need to read for this. Oh, there's song. definitely ads. I'm not just cool, ending cool, cool, the show. Cool. I, I know I well, fucking host my show. Hey, you know what, dude? Sound like you're Let Kevin. Up. Mute him. Kevin, mute him. Um, Don't mute Kev, him. can you please bring up the the tweets that I sent you? So, uh, uh, Nebelian over on Twitter tweets out, "I think Halo Infinite looks decent in motion, but man." And then there's this screenshot. If you can just enlarge the screenshot, Kev. Um, and then Rocco from Mega64 quote tweets this and says, I really want Xbox to be cool, but I feel like I've been looking at the same screenshot for like 15 years now. And that is the most apt tweet you could possibly do because that is so accurate. Right, Andy? Like, look at this. Can you imagine flipping open your OXM magazine, looking at that shit, just being like, oh, man, a new Halo is coming. And yeah. look. That's hey, wait, real crude. quick, Tim. Describe it for somebody who's an audio listener. For someone that's an audio listener, oh. uh, this looks like Halo on xbox the original if it was like up 
being gotcha. played on the on on a modern console. Like, no way does this scream next gen or high tech or any of that stuff. I don't give a yeah. fuck. I don't I, care. I, I don't care at all. That's not what this is about. Andy and I were talking earlier about the the playground stuff and all that. It it's there's a fun day halo. There's a there's something about it, and it's it's at this point, it's not the tech. It's not going to be pushing all that stuff. And does that suck to hear for their big triple or? I guess this isn't their quadruple A. Quadruple A is initiative. We'll have to wait for that. But for a triple A, like it's Halo. It's like, man, it is kind of a bummer that th- that I need to make these concessions. But I don't give a shit. Well, but well you- I I also think we got to keep in mind that this isn't a a a super enclosed linear story. I think when you get those smaller those smaller titles that are super straightforward, beginning to end, I think that's where you see more enhanced visuals. The fact that this is going to be a lot bigger of a game and has to span a lot more space and there's going to be yeah i just i always just compare single player naughty dog games to open world assassin's creed ubi games like the environments will look pretty and we'll get awesome water and nice like a uh, sun raised a uh, god raised through trees and shit but then when it comes down to characters and character animation that's where it's always a little bit lacking but the pilot looked incredible the pilot looked incredible i don't know did he like, I don't yeah. agree with what you're saying here because, like, I feel like even comparing this to like Call of Duty, which I get giant budget and shit, but this is Microsoft's Halo, right? Like, I feel like those are first person shooter titles that, but like, those are linear, too, though. They're linear, but I mean, so is Halo. And that's the thing is like, this isn't going to be that big, even with the map they're showing. Like, compare this to Gears 5. Gears 5 blows this out of the water, and it had its open moments for sure. That I imagine this will be as big as. I don't think it's going to be much like- bigger than that. Do you feel like this could also be a symptom of the fact that they're having to get this to run on Xbox One also? Like, this is going to be available on all their Xbox platforms, you know, thus not being able to be be that big of a jump. Um, because I, I, I feel like I'm still in the place where when it comes to the whole generations thing, like, I respect it for what they're doing because, like, on, on the service side, like, that's really working for them. And that's really, like, it's an awesome thing, right, that on Xbox Game Pass, you're going to have so much access, whether you have an Xbox One or a PC or an Xbox Series X. But I also feel like this game can't end up looking that next gen or that much like a step up if it is going to be on the original I mean, Xbox. It's it's x86 uh, hardware. Like, it's it's PC. It's, it's PC at this point. And you're going to have... PCs with much better graphics cards that are that are looking gorgeous and on on lesser platform or on lesser PCs it's going to look lesser because you're going to have a, a, a less powerful graphics card. Now I think this screenshot isn't doing it any favors because the lighting is so direct on and I think there will be other areas of this game that looked pretty that look prettier but I mean I I do think that this I don't think the screenshot looks great, but I think it's do think it's a bit of it's cherry also, picking as well. I was gonna say in motion, I'm not gonna give a shit. Like watching it, I thought it looked great. And granted, we're watching it on a screen; it's artifact. But like when I'm in there shooting and playing, I'm gonna have a great time. I mean, yeah. my thing is like the the point that I'm trying to make, and I, I as we've been watching this, I've been skimming through the 4K thing. Uh, like I I disagree. Like even in motion, it's like this game doesn't look great. That's totally okay because the art style's there. Like that, my point is, it doesn't matter that this isn't going to be this technical behemoth because it's going to be fun and it's going to have an awesome art style. Yeah. In the same way that Breath of the Wild isn't the most technically beautiful game, whatever, but it's dope as fuck looking because it has a great art style and the game's awesome. Like Halo Infinite looks awesome. It doesn't look technically awesome. That's that's fine. That's what we're going to get from this. All right. You know what? I, I don't want this game anymore. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Oh. I'm out, dude. I'm out. Wow, that's <laughs> but I'll tell you, Andy. Imagine how dope it's gonna be when I pull up in the warthog and you oh! grab the hook onto the side of that, and you're up on the side just shoot. Come oh, on, oh, baby, it's gonna be so like, dope. Jumping off the warthog rocket launcher, dude. Oh, Come on, baby. So Grappling hook back into the driver's seat. Oh, it's gonna be so dope. Come, Come on, Tim. Tim. 
Tim, I'm excited for Halo Infinite and you guys yeah, to play it and go be. crazy and have these crazy multiplayer moments and not let Nick play and have Nick get really mad. But yeah. Halo Infinite's still so far away. And so is the list. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about our sponsor, Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Kind of Funny Games Daily. In Sweden, they don't shop, they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. You can pay for anything in four interest-free payments uh, paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy and you also can report returns directly in the app you can also get the best deals with customized price drop alerts on items you've saved from your wish lists uh, it's always good to shop smarter and save money that's why tim's doing it tim loves how easy it is to find what he's looking for it's and true. set it all up and get what oh, he wants true. tim's clarna and left and right i hear clarna tim clarna's while gia clogs but you know Ooh. the clogging shoes not like clogs the drain uh klarna is smoother friendlier swedisher way to shop online it's the one stop shop app for browsing and buying anything online all in one app uh, and allows you to pay for anything for easy interest-free payments download the klarna app today that's klarna k-l-a-r-n-a swedish for shopping tim what's the list what is the list What's the list? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Okay. I don't know the list. I don't have the doc. Out today, Crisis Remastered on Switch, Carry On on Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac, uh, Roki on PC, Space Mouse 2 on PC, Gnomes & Co., The Art of the Build on PC, uh, Art of Pfizer, Magic of, no, Science of Magic on PC, Against the Moon, Prologue on PC and Mac, Germs on Switch, Epic Word Search Collection 2 on Switch, uh, Alios uh, Tournament on Switch, Quiplash on Switch, Sushi, Sushi Reversi on Switch, Fibbage on Switch, uh, Desperados 3 is getting a free update today with new content, and then Dead by Daylight Mobile introduces a new mode, and the classic ghost face outfit uh, and exclusive cosmetics are featured in the update as well. Carry on reviewing really well. Oh, yeah. Dude, I started great. playing it last night. It's it's almost like, actually, never mind. I was going to spoil a different game to describe it. But basically, okay. it moves really cool. Like, the way the thing moves. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going with that. It's like they played a certain other game where, like, we can make a whole game out of this. And yeah, they did. It. And it's awesome. Because yeah, you're like a monster, uh, right? That rolls through, grabs stuff, gets bigger, and gets all yes. gross. Yeah. Exactly. I have, a, I have a tweet here from Shinobi that is taking out excerpts from Miranda Sanchez's uh, story here on IGN. Halo Infinite's open world has upgrades to discover, places to explore, new weapons to find. Uh, you can find that article at IGN.com, but it talks about how there's a day-night cycle on the ring. This open world area that we saw several hours into the campaign, there's a lot of freedom to explore. You can tackle missions and uh, mission objectives in any order, and there is an upgrade system. You can find equipment out in the world, and that seems Ooh. really cool. And Ooh, I just want yeah. this game immediately. Let's go. Uh, new dates for you, Arai, and the secret of season september one on pc switch and ps4 and xbox one then deals of the day there's a summer sale on the playstation store there's a summer sale on the epic game store and spike chunsoff over on nintendo switch is discounting all their titles from today through the 30th that's one week uh ladies and gentlemen if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we ask you to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe um 
something went wrong there. Hold on. Do that, do that, do that, do that. Do and that, kind of that. in sports news, because this is interesting, uh, kind of in video game news, because Madden's going to have to update everything because of the Washington formerly called right. the Redskins. Yeah. Their team is just called the Washington football team for the time being. Oh, huh. interesting. What, did yeah, they, have and, they picked uh, the name yet? What's going on with that? No, well, they're thinking of the name, but right now, a temporary name that they're going with right now is just Washington football team. And uh, and they're at their Twitter handles now, just Washington NFL. And Madden is uh, definitely kind of crunching right now to change all the assets and get everything updated for a future update for uh, it'll be like a day one DLC sort of thing or day one update. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Uh, here's some your wrongs for you. Uh, a L W T gaming confirms. I'm right. That uh solar ash is a PlayStation uh, console exclusive. Um, Pytrocious <laughs> says Nicholas Roy is the actor in Halo, the, the pilot in Halo Infinite. Um, that was something I wanted to discuss, but we don't even discuss it anymore. Uh, the, uh, uh, Alex Russier Syndicate says the Halo date uh, was a few hundred days after the UNSC lost the war in the year 2560, two years after Halo 5. I uh, don't know which war the banished uh, have returned, so that ties in the ending of Halo Wars 2. Um, yeah, a lot of shit about Halo Wars still. I just have to read about that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Junior eleven twenty eight says Greg mentioned Dead State Drive uh, in the ID Xbox montage. It's actually Dead Static Drive. Just a minor correction. Thank you. That was a misspeak on my part. I've played that game. Um, Harris Foster works on that game. Um, that's not a, you're wrong, Peter. That's an opinion. Um, and then Charles Jacobson says uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of the Elusive Age Definitive Edition is also coming to PS4. Sorry if I made that sound like it was exclusive or left it ambiguous. Somebody mentioned in chat, and please call yourself out because I've I didn't see your name, but that Josh Sawyer uh, from Obsidian is working sure. on Avowed, and he was the project director and lead designer of Fallout New Vegas. Oh, which is exciting. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's your show. Tomorrow will be me and Blessing doing this business. Ain't that right, Bless? Yeah, who's, yep. hosting? Yeah, yeah. Huh? who's hosting? You. Me? Yeah, okay, cool. You're in charge. Sorry. Sweet. Sorry. Sorry. He's, like, he's like, oh, dang. <laughs> I, gotta <laughs> I gotta wake up 30 minutes earlier. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can get the show ad free. You can write into it. You can usually get a post show. We're already super late into the day, though, and we just did two hours of reactionary content. So I'm going to make the audible to not do the post show so Kevin can do his other show and I can get ready for Halo and Tim can get ready for Halo and Andy oh, yeah. can get ready for Halo. Woo! And maybe I can eat breakfast. Uh, remember, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, if you have no bucks to toss our way, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Everybody, if you've made it this far and you love all this Xbox content, remember the kind of funny X cast is in the middle of its six week pilot program. Snow Mike Mike, give the pitch. All right, everybody. Y'all love Xbox as much as I do. Well, guess what? We're bringing it to you here at Kind of Funny with the official Kind of Funny X cast. That's right. Me, Gary Witta, and Alana Pierce want to talk Xbox with you each and every week over the next course of six weeks. So please go out there, support it, check it out. And share some enthusiasm for video games with all of us, as of course you do have PlayStation. I love you, XOXO. And now you have Kind of Funny XCast. We'll see you there Saturday, 6 a.m. Be there. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>